gentlemen, All Saints Catholic Church in Dallas, Texas welcomes you to All Saints Coffee Chats. Hello everybody and welcome to Coffee Chat episode Ninety something, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a lot. Okay. Whatever it is, uh, I'm Paul Bianchi. I used to be on this show regularly and haven't been for like two months. Uh, you of course recognize Krista. She's here with you all the time. A new face with us today. This is Philip Muscat. He is our business manager uh, and volunteer extraordinaire here at All Saints. Uh, so Phil, let's just jump right into things. We at All Saints, we try with Coffee Chats to always ask any of our guests, uh, well, first to introduce themselves, and then do you have a uh, favorite saint? Maybe of the time right now or overall throughout your life, uh, who that would be that, that you kind of go to for prayer? I would have to say, especially right now, especially over the last many years, it would be St. Joseph. St. Joseph is a great guide for how we should be as a father, as a man, as a brother. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I have really developed much more of a devotion to St. Joseph over the last five or six years. Um, and I, I think, yeah, I, I, I love St. Joseph. I, I like this image that we have St. Joseph right here. The image that uh, that Father uh, Calloway uses in the consecration to St. Joseph also of the younger right. Joseph that he's not... I, I don't know why Joseph is depicted sometimes as like he's either really, really old or he just seems like a scrawny little guy. Yeah. And I'm not sure why in the church's pantheon of art, that's how we decided to depict him. Father, Father Don has a great dialogue about that, and I hate to steal his thunder and everything, but it comes back to um, the ancients or the older version of our church trying to protect the integrity of Mary. Right. Mm -hmm. And yes. if we're protecting the integrity of Mary, then everyone at that point in time said it had to be an older, um, a widowed older man that needed to um, protect Mary. But with what he did, he had to be, I believe, a powerful man because yeah. how are you going to, like Father Calloway says, how is an 80-year-old or 70-year-old going to walk leading his family to Egypt? It has to be a younger man. He also brought up in his dialogues and discussions, because I was fortunate enough to go to one of his uh, retreats, that there are many different ways to say older man in ancient Hebrew, and the way that it's used to talk about Joseph is that he should be somewhere in his 40s mm. and I had never heard that before but it further supports based on the ancient uh, text that it should be a 40 year old ish mm. man we're gonna I yeah I took a class in theology of the body where we talked a lot about like older versus younger um, and what we talked about with the younger specifically is like actually how much more beautiful it is to think of Joseph as a younger man because of how much more virtue he would have had in protecting Mary yes. and like her integrity. Absolutely. Um, and so like knowing Joseph as a younger man also just gives a lot of, I think, guidance to 
two young men who are like currently like the high schoolers or the the, the college men mm. um young adult men um just like a really good model to look up to especially in like growing in virtue and like growing in virtue of um like chastity but then also leadership as well like to see a man joseph's age to be able to do that for mary yeah, I, I I don't remember where I heard it. I, I do know that it was a very long time ago uh, that somebody had said to me, you know, Joseph gets this, this bad rap and a lot of different things, mm-hmm. um, but if he was chosen to be the one who brought up Jesus and the, mm-hmm. the one who was going to be the support system for Mary, mm-hmm. couldn't have just been some guy. Like, there must have been something special. And the idea that uh, as a carpenter... Um, the profession in that time was more of what we would look at as like a master builder, like an, an architect that would oversee the building of these large places, but also hands-on with them. And so he couldn't have just been some frail person. You know, he would have been somebody who worked often with his hands that would have been a strong person that... that you know, I, I look at Joseph and I always, I, I kind of picture him as a very intimidating figure in some ways, but that may be just because I love the, the St. Joseph terror of demons. Mm-hmm. Um, so somebody like a gentle giant almost mm-hmm. that like struck fear into the hearts of those who would have caused any harm to those that he loved, but also someone who was... If you've ever seen, I, I don't remember the name of the, the statue, um, but it's Joseph, and he's sitting cross-legged, and he's holding Mary, and Mary's sitting in his lap, oh. and she's sitting cross-legged, and she's oh, holding baby, baby Jesus. But, like, he was, he's like a big bear hug of, mm-hmm. like, love and, like, support and just this yeah. great system um, for the Holy Family. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I love that. The Do you statues. have any of those that... Yeah, that statue is one of my favorites called A Quiet Moment for those who... That's the name of the statue. Yes, yes. it is one a of quiet my favorites. Moment. That's it. Yeah. Yes. By the same artist, there's another one. He's that... the same guy that did the All Saints statue. Oh, it's beautiful. Like, cute. Really? It's the same guy mm-hmm. that did the All Saints statue. Yeah. Yes. So, I'm trying to think of what this one is called, and I don't remember this one, but it's Jesus a little older. He's, like, a child, and he's sitting on, like... Joseph's knees and like Joseph is like looking at him and yes. playing with him and Mary's yep. just like behind Joseph like looking at Jesus. Yeah. And it's just so like sweet and playful and childlike. Yeah. Um, really to see how one Jesus was like a child and needed a father to like love and play with him um, and how Joseph was able to enter into that role and be that man. And one I of the things that. that we sometimes fail to remember is that we pray the Our Father prayer and we're looking at Jesus as Father in Heaven, our mm-hmm. Father. But for 30 odd years before Joseph was no longer on the planet, there was only one man here that Jesus would call Abba, yeah. mm-hmm. Father. Mm-hmm. And this is the one that he would have modeled much of his life after was uh, Jesus, Jesus yeah. modeling after Joseph. Mm-hmm. I think it's the consecration that talks about how Jesus would have taken on like mannerisms of Joseph, like exactly. the way that he like talked, the way he walked, exactly. things like that. Exactly. We, uh, before our son was born, we did a, a, you know, like a daddy boot camp or whatever it was called at the hospital. 
and the guy that was leading it, he said, you know, uh, think of your dad. What are those things that you picked up from him? Right? So we all have examples of things. And he said, you know, think of what culture told your dad a dad was supposed to look like. And you had the older generation of, uh, you know, like the, the Desi Arnaz or from I Love Lucy or like the My, My Three Dads or, you know, Greg Brady. Greg? Who, what, Mike? Mike Brady. Mike Brady. Um, you, you had these guys, solid dads. And it was like, now, for you guys that are in this room, what does a dad look like? And it was like Homer Simpson and things like that. And you're just like, oh, this, this is not a good. And so it's so important to have St. Joseph as a model mm-hmm. to, to young men, like you were saying, like young men who are discerning, um, whether it's religious life or it's the, the life of being a husband or a father, um, and looking at him as that model and saying, like, you know, he wasn't just old and frail. He was young and playful and protective and, yeah, yeah. St. Joseph. He's great. Many times uh, when you look back at um, what we talk about St. Joseph being a carpenter, we say, but the word that was used in the uh, ancient Aramaic could have also been a stonemason. Mm-hmm. And if you figure that, how could Jesus, Joseph have been a stonemason as a frail, small man? Mm-hmm. Stonemason or carpenter or whatever he was, he had to be extremely powerful. And uh, just the whole idea of what do you want to be more like? Who do you want to protect? Mm-hmm. I think a younger, vibrant uh, Joseph is, I think, a better role model to emulate versus thinking, oh, why would I want to be like uh, Joseph, an old, frail man? I love the Joseph that we have uh, in our courtyard downstairs of, of Jesus pulling on his beard. Uh, that is that is probably one of my absolute favorites as well. I, th- I think the... Uh, the imagery there, like you were saying, this is playful. Like, yeah, yeah I, I um, Joseph is sometimes the forgotten part of the Holy Family, and I, I, I mean, we can all understand why. <laughs> um, clearly, there's some pretty powerful people in that family, but yeah, I, um, it, it's great to see um, the way they. Um, I, I think Joseph is is almost going through a, a sort of renaissance of let's all remember who this mm-hmm. this really was. Mm-hmm. Um, that has started here a few years ago. Phil, I remember walking upstairs one day, and I was on my way upstairs, and you were sitting at the desk. We used to have the 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 way our uh, lobby of the fellowship hall, I guess you would call it, is the the desk was pretty much right where the stairs are, and I'm walking up. And you and I just started having a conversation about St. Joseph. And you had a plan in place. And I was 100% on board. Because I was like, yeah, nobody talks about this guy. Which I didn't realize that the St. Joseph altar, St. Joseph table, mm-hmm. is very big in other parts of the country. Or even at other parishes. Because um, we didn't really have anything here at All Saints at the time for that. Well, the whole premise of that started at a Hearts and Hands uh, Bazaar. And um, they're interacting with the ladies as they're going through this great event that they're doing supporting our parish. And one of them was saying, 
Now, it's a shame the Italian club shut down. It was the only place nearby that had a St. Joseph's table. Mm. And my ears perked up, and we started talking about it. And I'm thinking, well, why does it have to be? Why can't we have it here? Mm -hmm. And I started doing more and more research uh, about it and found that there was only a small handful of area churches that were doing St. Joseph's tables. Yeah. So I thought, why not? It makes a whole lot of sense. It's, it's obviously, I think, to me, a saint that's been underserved, underappreciated. Um, and uh, I can say we went after it before Father Don Calloway made it really cool, <laughs> yeah. which was uh, also very really nice. And uh, so we started planning, like we talked about way back then, a St. Joseph's table, mm -hmm. the first one four years ago. We'll have to get Father Calloway to come to one, one of these as well. Just invite him and see. That would be really cool. I'm sure you're not busy on the Feast of St. Joseph, even though the Pope probably called you, or the Pope commissioned him putting that book together. So... Yeah, I'm sure we're pretty high on the priority list. Father, if you're watching, um, you're not. Uh, but <laughs> I'm going to tag you on this later so that you can. Because uh, this, this one, yeah. You, thank you for bringing St. Joseph to kind of a brighter light. You know, tiny. A man who probably very much enjoyed also being in the shadows. So. Oh, yeah. But, and he is physically in the shadows in our own chapel. Yeah, he, that, that is true. That is true. <laughs> well, I... I think we have a beautiful uh, St. Joseph in, in our sanctuary, um, as well as our chapel. Um, and I, I love watching as people go up and receive communion, both, on both sides. We have the Mary on one side and Joseph on the other. Um, we'll go by and they'll like, just, I, I do it. I, I know I've gotten in the habit of it. Just go by and just help me be more like you. Um, but I see people do it on both sides. So they'll stop and just kind of say a quick prayer. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's great, and I I love that people have started to look at um, the veneration of the Sacred Heart of the Holy Family. So you have the yeah. the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary and the Chaste Heart of mm -hmm. Saint Joseph, and it's got the lilies and everything. It's very beautiful. Um, I also love Father Calloway when he talks about the the lilies that mm -hmm. Joe. Joseph is holding it's not just a lily that you would hand to somebody it's a staff that was he would use as a weapon to protect uh, against the, the devil and he's got a beautiful image of that that we were looking at earlier so and uh, the growth of what we're doing with St. Joseph has been fantastic dominantly as a function of Father Don Calloway's uh, consecration of St. Joseph there's been a number of, of men in the parish that have been consecrating themselves to St. Joseph and one, we're meeting the first uh, Wednesday of each month since Wednesdays are dedicated to uh, St. Joseph, yeah. whether a lot of people know that or not. Mm -hmm. um, but on the first Wednesday after the 6.30 a.m. Mass, uh, there's a few of us that meet after the Mass and do the Litany to St. Joseph. And that's gotten a little bit bigger and bigger. I won't say it's a huge crowd, but yeah. there's a, it's a larger and larger crowd uh, every month doing that with us. Yeah, I, the litany is so powerful. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Colin, uh, our school president, and I had the opportunity to reflect on St. Joseph uh, in an Advent series. And we went through the litany together um, and broke down some of the lines of the litany and said, you know, this is why uh, this has this impact in this kind of way. Um, and I, again, I focused on the terror of demons, just, and uh, I think it's. Um, now, I don't remember if it's St. Aloysius or if it's St. 
uh, Afonsius that talks about, um, could you imagine the fear struck into the heart of those who tried to get to Mary or Jesus but were met by Joseph, who, though he were very ca- was very capable of sin and born with sin, chose not to sin in order to protect the sanctity of Mary and Jesus. It's like, we know that Mary was immaculate in everything that she was. We know that Jesus was the Son of God, but here was the man chosen by God to protect them who chose not to sin in order to do that. Like, the fear that it would strike into the heart, I have goosebumps even talking about. And I, I reflected on that for such a long time, and I was like, a long ways to go <laughs> but yeah one of the things that I um, only understood a few years ago was you always heard that um, Joseph was going to divorce Mary quietly yeah and you thought okay he's walking away from the situation I don't know this woman I was going to get married to is pregnant but what I was told and I believe it he was reflecting on that he was going to protect her even then because at that point in time before he was visited he was doing it quietly so he was going to be the protector of Mary because if he had divorced her vocally she would have been stoned to death yeah walking away quietly meant that he was taking the blame and he was just like abandoning a woman so that way he would protect her so to protect her from being stoned to death yeah I I've I heard a similar reflection, absolutely, that it was still the decision of, like, I will I will take this on so that she doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. Because, right, being a young woman, um, we know a lot of Catholic doctrine and theology and, and understanding was that she was probably a teen um, who was found pregnant out of wedlock. That was the sentence, was, was stoning. And it, it was a very violent, you know, they have different variations of stoning throughout scripture some that are you get rocks thrown at you until you die and some are you get thrown over a mountain and they drop boulders on you until mm-hmm. you obviously die um and so yes i mean this was the fate that she was going to meet if it was public mm-hmm. and something that because you know we know that historically um women were, were punished a little bit more than than men during those times for things that often weren't even their fault so but okay so all that being said we've got this saint joseph table we've got a few more minutes to to kind of talk about that what do we have going on for the feast of saint joseph that our all saints parishioners or anybody that might be watching can participate with us in well we have the feast of saint joseph on saturday uh, march 19th it's going to be right after the 5 p.m mass uh, on that Saturday, so doors open right at six o'clock. Uh, we've got a, a great meal uh, that we're going to be providing. Uh, uh, salad. Uh, you could be vegetarian for those that are um, abstaining from meat during the uh, Lenten season, and if you're not, we have some roast meats: uh, chicken, pork, uh, meatballs. Um, Beer and wine is indeed included. That's come up a few times. Uh, okay. Or if you had a special bottle of wine, you could bring one with you as a BYOB. Um, with that, it's not just, hey, we're having a dinner. We're going to have our epic big band, which is one of our other great uh, organizations, Absolutely. ministries that we have here. 
so they're participating in it. Our Vision Food Share program is uh, going to be there as well, and we're requesting people uh, to bring canned goods because part of the Feast of St. Joseph, part of the St. Joseph table is taking care of those in need, and this is a great time frame where your alms giving during the mm -hmm. Lenten season, it can be food. So uh, the historical St. Joseph table, you were bringing baked goods, it was piled up on a table, and then it was donated to the poor. That's a little problematic to do in today's world, right. so that's why we switched it for our St. Joseph table, bringing canned goods, uh, dry goods like pasta or rice, and uh, our Vision Food Share program will take care of that. And it's a great way to have fellowship with our fellow parishioners. I know our Empty Nester organization, our Marriage Enrichment organization are going to be there with their groups. And um, we'll have our priests there. We'll have all our clergy. Uh, we'll be um, at the event, and it'll be a great way to have fellowship. During the event, we'll, we'll do the Litany to St. Joseph. We'll have um, a lot of community uh, feel. And, of course, lots of dancing, I hope. Well, that, I... I yeah, I think it's fantastic. I think it's really exciting. I remember um, when Chelsea Cologne moved here and coming from Baton Rouge, she was like, every parish does this. She's like, no one does it here, or it's so so much smaller. And I had never even heard of it. I was like, I don't know anything about this. It was like, and this is there's Saint Joseph. I guess another way to look at him is to how big deal he is to God, to us as a Catholic mm -hmm. faith. Absolutely. He's got two feast days. Yes. So this feast day is for St. Joseph, the family man. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. why March 19th in many countries in Europe, it's Father's Day. Yeah. So and it's a feast in May of St. Joseph's birthday. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I guess we, we I also should give credit to Pope Francis, who last year declared oh, that it was a year of St. Joseph. Um, I, Pope Francis, if you're watching, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to leave you out. I'll tag you later in this as well. Um, <laughs> no one, neither one of them are going to watch it, but somebody who knows them, you can get that information to them. We appreciate it. Full support, lots of prayers. Um, I do have a very, very, uh, before we get into lightning round, a very heavy question to ask you, especially based on the fact that we have now discussed that St. Joseph was a carpenter there's only one correct answer to this question, but are there more doors in the world or wheels? Again, remember, we were talking about St. Joseph. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I prefaced it. Oh, that's lean my direction. That's cheating. <laughs> I would go with St. Joseph, the carpenter, going with the stonemason. Stone he, he had to have wheels. Did he make, uh, he had to have wheels to move those stones. Or he just carried everything. That could yeah, be too. I can see that. Uh, I'm gonna go with doors. Made more doors. I guess I'm gonna be the odd guy out and say wheels. Yeah, I don't. I'm still going with doors. I instinctively yesterday, as soon as this question was asked, said doors, and didn't even think about it. But you gotta. But go it was also in the St. Francis house, in the kitchen, where there's like 40 doors. I have no idea why there's so many doors in there. Um, and three wheels, and they're all in the microwave. That's where we got to get into. There's more wheels everywhere. <laughs> My car has four doors, but five wheels. No, it's got Spare. five. Five doors. Because you have the truck bed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> See? Technicalities. Nuances, nuances. Nuances. All right, so 
I'm not sure if our control panel is working in the background, but if it is, that other screen is about to come on. But if it's not, nope, nope, it's not one of these. Maybe it's this, nope, not that one, not that one. Time for Yeah, I figured it out. <laughs> Look at that, it's time for lightning round where we're gonna ask real questions, uh, sort of. Uh, would you rather, so, um, the timer, does it, nope, oh, oh, shouldn't hit the button. Okay, here we go, we don't have a time, I gotta watch, we'll time you that way. Here we go, as fast as we can, we have to answer the questions. I'll ask the question, Krista, you will answer first, then Phil, then myself. Here we go. Would you rather own your own boat or your own plane? Boat. Boat, because boat, I can drive that. Uh, would you be able to fly? Would you rather be able to fly or be invisible? Uh, we'll be in, we'll, we'll fly. Flying would kind of do it right now. Invisible. I'm gonna go fly because I own a boat instead of a plane. All right, would you <laughs> rather always have the same song stuck in your head or always have the same dream at night? Depending on dream, maybe have the same dream at night. Yeah. It could be really nice. I'll go with dream because having the same song stuck in my head all my waking moments would be a little nuts. Yeah, I'm gonna go. It's it depends on the song or the dream <laughs> as well. Uh, I guess I have to pick one. I'll go song just to be different. All right. Would you rather always smell moldy cheese or always smell skunk? Ah, uh, moldy skunk. Oh, moldy cheese. Moldy yeah. cheese. At least I. Some of them is edible. Like yeah, right. I was going to say, I'm going to go moldy cheese because some of them are meant to be that way. Um, but it, yeah, it's probably not that one that she put on there. Okay. Would you rather live in space, but there are no cool aliens, or under the sea, but there are only sunfish? Uh, AKA the most useless fish in existence. Look it up. Oh, okay. Okay. I will live under the sea. That way I have more access to getting out of the sea and hanging out with people. Yeah, that's area. true. Yeah. I would go with under the sea. Plus, I would be a little disp I'd find a way to support the sunfish because I think that's rather harsh. Yeah. Poor sunfish. I'm also going to go under the sea because sunfish are better than blobfish. Look that up. All right. So, would you rather shoot spaghetti out of your fingers every time you point or sneeze meatballs? No, no, no. Spaghetti out of my fingers. Yeah, that's the best party trick. Yeah, <laughs> sneezing so meatballs—that's gonna disgust that's, somebody. But yeah, and I can do like this any time. I can't yeah. necessarily sneeze anytime. So I would go with the spaghetti as well. Uh, yeah, I would also go with That would be such a fun that would be thing so to do. Fun. Yeah, somebody's interrupting you when they're talking. <laughs> like, take spaghetti. Yeah, I'm going with that one. Okay, would you have to use? <laughs> would you rather have to use maple syrup as toothpaste? Or Doritos as facial cleanser? Oh, um, I'm gonna do Doritos as facial cleanser because then my breath won't smell like maple syrup all day. But your face will. Well, no, not necessarily. I wash That's it off true, because you wash it off. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I think maple syrup would be better than coffee breath. Uh, yeah, I mean, but you're not gonna have teeth very long. If you're using maple syrup yeah, to brush true, them. Sugar, straight sugar. I'm going Doritos as a facial cleanser as well, specifically the ranch. 
Um, I don't know why. All right, guys, that's it. We actually did that in like three minutes. I'm, I'm wow, kind of proud of us for that. Nice All right, job. so doors or wheels is really the important thing you need to remember. No, that's not it. St. Joseph is the important thing you need to remember. March 19th, we have the St. Joseph's table. We would love for you to join us. We're going to put something here in the Facebook page about how you could sign up for that and register for that. If they want to do that, what's a good way for them to find that information? Uh, on the All Saints Facebook page, uh, on the event section, St. Joseph is uh, right there with the links to uh, buying the tickets and uh, what we talked about earlier. We want families to be there. Absolutely. And uh, what we were saying, uh, we're making a deal for families. Just pay for one child. Yep. Pay for so, one. Pay for one child between age five and uh, fifteen years, six and fifteen years old. The other ones are free. There you go. So if you've got a large family, we're going to feed you for a very low cost. Uh, more importantly, we just want you to be here with us at All Saints. Thank you so much for joining us on Coffee Chats. We will see you again next week. God bless.